Welcome everyone, this is Victor Young and I am The Daily Life Coach. Thank you for joining me today. This is episode 30 and we're going to discuss how Kobe Bryant influenced fathers around the world. And this episode is brought to you by Sarasota Metropolis Football Club. Sarasota Metropolis FC, your Mighty Blue Dragons. For ticket information, go to sarasotametropolisfc.com or find Sarasota Metropolis FC on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's time to get back to business. Let's talk about Mr. Kobe Bryant and his beautiful daughter, Gigi. Um, I, I just like to apologize right now because uh, I'm still a little emotional from all this. So if I pause or if I don't seem 100% on my game today, it's because this has affected me. You know, the interesting part about this is I have seen Kobe Bryant play. I've been on the court, courtside seats on the wood, and I've, and I've watched him play over the years. But the emotion that I'm feeling is not about losing a great basketball player. Frankly, I, I still think Jordan is the greatest of all times. Kobe Bryant, definitely number two. LeBron may not agree with that for LeBron supporters, but that's a completely different podcast. Today, I want to focus on the man that has caused such an emotional ripple around the world in all sports. Soccer, football, basketball, baseball, non-athletes, esports, men and women alike. I don't think I've ever experienced in my lifetime the amount of sadness and emotion that is coming off the heels of, of losing Kobe and his beautiful daughter. So I felt compelled to do this podcast. So how can we all be so emotional and invested into this tragedy? How did it influence us and change many, as I have seen over the last few days, as a result of, of losing Kobe and his beautiful daughter? very talented player on the court. And and so I talked to several of my friends who were psychiatrists, psychologists, and we all agreed on one thing. We all agreed that Kobe Bryant, whether he realized it or not, had become an inspiration to fatherhood around the world. Well, so I'll break this down a little bit here for you. Last week, I was a panelist on the Jack and Jill of America annual Father's Call. And it's a group that's designed to better the outcomes of young people around the world, preparing them for college and for life and anything else that may come their way. So it's uh, primarily a mother's organization. But, you know, fathers, they get us in there. We get our annual call that one time a year. The other 364, you know, hey, we don't mind those. We support the 364 and we get our day. It's actually an hour call, but who's counting? And while we're on this call, one of the things that I, I really wanted to talk about with the other fathers around the nation on this call was the power of legacy. And legacy is an amazing thing. Legacy, I'll describe it, my definition of legacy, the Victor Young Daily Life Coach definition of legacy is the ability to build something great and leave it behind long after I leave this planet. 
Unfortunately, one day I knew I am going to die. And the world will be dark, gloomy place as a result of that. Okay, maybe it won't. <laughs> but I do want I want a group of criers like a choir that's been specially commissioned to hoop and holler and mourn and cry for me. I'm not one of those guys who's going to say, I want this to be a celebration of life. No, I want people to mourn. Let's get back to the point here. As a father, and I start thinking about one day I will not be here for my children. And I have a very important job to do while I am here. I must be a great example. I must provide protection. I must build a network of influence. Overseers event their life doesn't go perfectly. There will be someone there that can reach a handout, a handover, or jump in front of whatever obstacle that may put my children in danger. It's, it's kind of legacy. And, and it's got to be sustainable. Legacy is sustainable. Legacy is not an inheritance. It's not saying, hey, I left a check. Go check the uh, third cushion in the couch. I left you a little something, something behind. That's not legacy. That's just, that's an inheritance. And someone can inherit something, but we all know the story of the lottery winners and the trust fund babies that months later their habits have consumed every dollar and every hour of blood, sweat, and tears that the individual left behind is gone in a matter of days, hours, or months. Sometimes if they're good, it's years. That is not legacy. Legacy is leaving that thing behind that can stand the test of time. That's an extension of yourself, your hard work, the love, the commitment, the skill, the knowledge that you've been able to acquire, build, learn over the years. And, you know, the crazy thing is this. You would think every great father can just automatically hand his children this, this legacy. Here you are, little Johnny, little Johnny Jackwagon. I worked 45 years and here's the family business. Well, guess what, people? Little Jackwagon Johnny can destroy that in a matter of seconds. Run off every employee, blow the place up, figuratively speaking. If he has not been prepared, if, he's, if he hasn't had that formal leadership and legacy training from the individual who is passing on that unique legacy. So why would little Johnny Jackwagon need to actually learn from the individual who is passing on the legacy? Why not just give him the education, send him to school? And here's what I've learned about legacy is this. What Kobe Bryant was doing with his family was not saying, you need to learn like I did. Pull up your bootstraps. People even wear bootstraps anymore. Can I even use that term? Check that term for me. We may have to strike this from the podcast. I haven't seen a bootstrap. Matter of fact, I don't think I've seen a bootstrap in an environment that I can even talk about. So strike bootstrap from the record. But you know what I mean. Those parents who say, you need to learn like I learned. That is not what Kobe Bryant had planned or executed for his family. And I, I think the fathers around the world and even mothers, but he was a big inspiration for the fathers around the world who actually got to look in and say, 
That's the father I want to be. Now, we all know that no one's perfect, and Kobe Bryant definitely did not have the perfect life. But his pursuit of perfection made him inspirational for fathers everywhere. The pursuit of perfection was inspiring for me. It was inspiring for every father who had that son or that daughter that they looked upon and said, I want my kid to make it. And passing on legacy is not as easy as it looks. I think we all know that rich kid whose mother or father has worked their butt off and said, look, here's what I'm going to do for you. What's what's one of those new kid names? I don't even know it. What do they name kids nowadays? Johnny's probably getting old, isn't it? Steven's too royal. That's old school. Tanner. Jared. I don't know. Whatever they name children these days. Parker. That's a good kid name. So little Parker. Little Parker, I want to leave you everything that I've ever worked for. And little Parker's not ready. Because although there was a business, there was money, there was an absence of time and preparation. And so Kobe Bryant did one of the very things that I consider to be one of the key ingredients to every great father-to-child transfer of legacy. And that is he gave his children their fair share of time, love, and commitment. And based upon that time, love, and commitment, he created an environment, a pipeline conducive to transferring knowledge and power. Kobe understood that you cannot transfer knowledge and power without time, commitment, and love. You have to create a pipeline, a system, an environment conducive to transferring legacy. And again, I think we all know that kid that we talk about and You know, his dad gave him a million dollars and that's why he became a billionaire is because his dad gave him a million dollars and if he didn't have that million dollars, he'd never be a a billionaire. And that may be the case, but I want you to think about something for one minute. If his dad gave him a million dollars or his mother and she did not prepare him to manage, invest, and be fiscally responsible, financially responsible, For that million dollars. He could have easily just. Ubered himself down to Lamborghini Sarasota. On 5145 Clark Road. Bought himself a new Aventador. Drove to the University Town Center Mall. Got a little Louie. A little Gucci. Tightened himself up. Drove himself down to the cigar bar. Got a nice box of Cubans. And a couple cases of Whistle Pig. And just balled out. Just had a good time. Until the money was gone. But instead, this individual that we talk about in a negative light because his his mother and father created an environment of success and he received his unfair share of their time. And they stuck with this kid even when they wanted to fire him, throw him out of the house, whatever, until he or she succeeded. Kobe Bryant understood the value of family and he invested. And I want you to keep this in mind, parents. If we are unwilling to invest in our children, then who? If we're telling ourselves that, uh, you know, go pull up your bootstraps and learn like I learned before they're prepared to go and get it, why would we expect someone else to invest in our children if we're unwilling to do so? If we are telling the world that the kid that we brought into this world, that we're fathering, mothering, is a bad investment, why would someone else invest their time and money? 
into this child. Little Parker is a moron. I'm not investing any time, attention, money, or legacy into Parker. And I'm just going to cut him loose. But you know what? He might be good for your company. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Try it out. Let me know what you think. You know what's funny is that I don't even know if Kobe even knew how fathers around the world looked up to him and respected the relationship he had with his children. This is a big thing for fathers, for that individual who's striving to be a good father. And frankly, I think we've been misprogrammed in a lot of different ways. And I'll tell you why. Because in the old days, we were taught, be tough on your children. As tough as you can. Don't break them, but man, you got to get them close. Because you've got to get them ready for the real world. So I'm going to get you ready. And sometimes that works. I had a tough father growing up. My father was tough. But the difference was my father also loved me and wasn't afraid to tell me he loved me. He also wasn't afraid to put his foot in my behind if I needed it. But every time my father had an opportunity to express his love for me, he did it when I allowed him to. And there were times that I required him to be very tough based upon my decisions, acting like little Johnny or little Parker, not to be confused with Peter Parker. Spider-Man's a good kid. We all know this. You know, everyone loves an underdog. And I think Kobe's a young guy. He becomes a super young millionaire. The world is his oyster. And he's got to make sense of all this. He's got to learn how to be a, a father. He's got to learn how to be a husband. And he's got every distraction on the planet available to him. But he kept his eye on the prize. And though none of us are perfect, including Kobe, he found that path. He found and created this pipeline for his children that we all respect and looked up to. The sadness that I'm, I feel, even at this moment, talking about Kobe, is felt by millions of people. And I think it was because he was so human. And there's so many entertainers and stars and even everyday people that we spend so much of our time catering to the perception of the rest of the world that we miss that family element. We miss that opportunity to build legacy with our children, to teach them the family business, to give them their unfair share of our time. What does that even mean? That just means the kids aren't always going to deserve the time and the energy and the investment that we're going to pour into them. It just means because of who they are, they get a pass. They get grace and forgiveness that we would not give anyone else outside of that bloodline, that direct 23andMe, that direct Ancestry.com descendant. Have you guys swabbed that and did the mouth kit anyway? Have you, have you tried that? Uh, little kit and send back your little vial and find out who your relatives are around the world. It's kind of cool, actually. I'll have to share my little pie grid one day with you guys. Tell you about my roots, my origins. I'm from a warrior line, bloodline. But I'm sure you know that. Kobe Bryant cracked the code and understood fatherhood and legacy to another level. A level that fathers all strive to accomplish. So I'm going to give you a few tips. On this call, I mentioned a few things that I'm doing with my children. And for my youngest daughter, she is an artist. And a very good artist at that. Very uh, highly awarded, decorated, published artist. Not just crayons in the refrigerator 
and I think it's amazing artist. There's other people that agree that she's a great artist. And I start working on building an environment around her conducive to her being a great creator. And after my days, having a space that she can create without the burden of bills and responsibilities that would keep her from making beautiful things for this world that we live in. In a time of division and separation, I look at her as not just an artist, but an individual who is able to change the way we think and feel based upon her creations, based upon her art, based upon making something beautiful. I'm investing in her, and I'm also investing in the world. And so part of the legacy I will get to leave behind is a legacy of happiness and unity through art, through my child. My middle daughter, who oftentimes tells you she's the middle child, and she is my assistant general manager for our soccer team, USL soccer team, and has thrived front office, international player transfers, game day operations. She's all over it. And one day, this team, in the event of my untimely death and demise, will be hers. Unless she tries to kill me, and that's in my will. In the event that she tries to kill me, it will go to, I don't know, we'll send it to someone. Anyway, but it's taken a lot of work to be able to transfer wealth, knowledge, insight. It doesn't happen easily. And as a parent, I learned I had to ask permission. Would you like me to invest in you? Would you like me to help you become successful? Would you like to be a part of something that's bigger than me, bigger than you? And by, by asking and getting that permission, I also had to inform them that you have to get better. That is the part of the deal that you can never let down. You've got to get better. You've got to improve every single day. And if you give up, I need you to look me in the eyes like a woman. Put on your big girl spanks. I can take that one back. That didn't even sound good. All right, we're going to say put on your big girl yoga pants. There we go. And you let me know. Let me know I'm tapping out. Let me know this legacy thing is too big for me. I'm not willing to put it in. And there were a few times I asked, are you tapping out? And she said no. And I reminded her then, check your attitude. And get back in the game. Because everything I'm doing right now is out of love for you. And our commitment together to make this world a better place as a result of me being in it and you being in it. You see, with, without that experience of my daughter learning how to manage and lead and budget and market and recruit and scout and do all these other things, how could I possibly expect her to be a team owner and move the legacy forward? I could not. She would be clueless. She'd run off the whole organization, break it, and it's a wrap. That part of life is gone. That time that Kobe spent with his daughter in the Basketball Institute, you can best believe that program was a no-brainer for him to be able to work with his daughter in a space, in a place that he, that he was able to surround her and his family with individuals that he'd invested in that were a part of his legacy that will be there for his wife and his daughters that are still here. You know, being a father and having that insight, it works like this. I was with a very, very smart individual. I'll leave their name out of this podcast today because I haven't got permission to, to disclose our conversation. But this individual who worked directly for a former president of the United States said to me, being a father is like being the president of the United States in this sense. The decisions that the President of the United States makes today 
may not make sense to us until 25 years after he's been in office and he's left. Or maybe even after he is dead and long gone. Because the planning, vision, and insight and development that the President of the United States works on is far greater than the emotional moment that you and I stand in today. And what that means for fatherhood is this. You won't always understand what your father is trying to create and why your father is making the decisions he makes for you. It's a good father. You're not talking again about the donors. But a good father is going to make decisions for you today because he's already got something planned for you. Because he already has something planned for you that he needs to prepare you for so that you can receive it and improve upon it. It's like passing a baton in a race. You are supposed to take off from where the last runner left off. You don't go all the way back to the starting gate and say, I did it myself and I lost the race all by myself. And loving someone enough and investing in someone enough that they can actually take that baton from you and run that race from the last leg and win it says it's been done right. I I wanted to do this podcast two days ago and I couldn't because every single time I thought about the love that Kobe Bryant shared with his daughter, it just, it overcame me because it was such a beautiful thing. The love that man had for his family was beautiful. And it's something that any father out there, father-to-be, could model himself behind. So my hat goes off to Mr. Bryant for being man enough to cover his family, to overlook the distractions in this world, and there are lots of them out there, and give that time and commitment to his family and those who rallied around his family. So for all you fathers out there, learn how to facilitate the success of your children and the future of your children by starting early. And just because they turn 17 or 18, keep your arms around them. That age doesn't always say they're ready. You'll know when your child's ready for you to take your hands off and take their training wheels off the bike. You'll know. Don't rush it. Now, I also don't want a 30-year-old grown human being in my home eating my Fritos and Cheetos. That's not happening either. I don't want a basement baby. I think we know it. I think you know what I mean here. Investing in that individual, creating that strong bloodline, leaving that legacy, doesn't mean you have to be foolish. It means you have to be intentional and targeted and communicate from a place of love, and you can deliver some training, discipline, insight, knowledge transfer, all the things that's required in order to pass legacy on. And you young people out there, just remember this. If the only way you choose success is to be able to run that race alone, you're not going to win very many races. When you're running a relay, you win when someone hands you the baton from where they carried it to. Young people, you must be willing to allow your parents to pass the baton to you. If you block them out and you don't allow them to help you, you're not going to go as far in life. You can't get mad at the guy whose mother gave him a million dollars and taught him how to invest when he was young. You can't get mad at 
the young man who became the president of the United States because his parents prepared him and gave him his unfair share of time and commitment because at least he or she was smart enough to walk in that covering and in that legacy provided for them. So, again, I, I like to thank the Bryant family for displaying and showing a great example of a loving and close family that was capable of passing legacy, that was capable of showing love, but also being competitors. I know the thought of being a better father sounds exhausting because we do so much on a daily basis that most people overlook. You know, providers, protectors, planners, we think differently. We're looking five years down the road, 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road. And so sometimes we can miss some of those moments where we need to be in that moment, that second. I get it. And not only are we fathering our own children, we're mentoring the others that don't have that father figure. It's a lot of work. I get it. But what I can say is this, don't give up, be very intentional and continue to find ways that you can include your family with the village that you're mentoring, with your congregation, with your community, and it'll work. Once again, thank you to the Bryant family. Uh, this has been a week of mourning for me. And when something tough happens in our lives, oftentimes we are blessed with something new. And I like that newness to be a renewed commitment from our fathers around the world to do a better job of representing our families, passing on that legacy, and making sure we give our children their unfair share of love, encouragement, investment, time, wisdom, so we can build a legacy. Thanks for joining me. This is episode 30 of The Daily Life Coach. We look forward to spending more time with you in the near future. And remember, my friends, live fearless. <laughs>